Assalamu alaikum. It is Monday, the 4th of July 2022, and uh, in our broadcasts, in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 332. And these days we are uh, discussing. The, the meanings of the words of uh, chapter 2 Al-Baqarah verse 102 and uh, this is our 13th broadcast in which we are uh, discussing the meanings of the roots used in this verse of the uh, of the Holy Quran, <clears throat> these broadcasts are brought to you by Laser Lahore Mdia School of Education in Religion, which is a branch of uh, the and Anjumanishat Islam, or uh, also known as the Lahore Mdia Movement. The Ahmadiyya movement was uh, established by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib of Qadian who taught that although people say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad another Prophet has or another Prophet will come, this cannot be correct because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was Khatibun Nabijin and the Holy Prophet explained it by saying, La Nabiyabadi, there is no Prophet after me. So now no Prophet will come, whether an old one or a new one or whatever. And uh, Hazrat Ghulam Ahmad said that uh, he, his claim was that he was a mujaddid in accordance with the hadith which says reformers will come. And there have been mujaddids before him. And he is one of that series, one of that chain. But he said that uh, his distinction was that uh, the Hadith also speaks of a Messiah and Mahdi and the signs of the coming of the Messiah and Mahdi have been fulfilled in him. Of course, this uh, uh, created a difference of opinion and people started calling Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmad and Amdi's Kafirs and outside the pale of Islam and so on. 
हजरत मिर्जा गुलाब अहमद साहेब ठोट दैट द होली प्रॉफिट मोहम्मद हेड सैद that if one reciter of the kalima says to another reciter of the kalima that you are not a muslim it is the person saying it who is not a muslim so people who recite the kalima should not use such words for uh, each other and Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib also taught that people believe that some prophetic revelation has been left out, like Ayah Rajab from the Holy Quran, and some prophetic revelation that is in the Holy Quran, its order has been rescinded, abrogated. he said this cannot be correct because the holy in the holy quran god says to us that uh, god allah has revealed the holy quran and he will protect it so how can it be that if god is protecting something that uh, prophetic revelation is missed out from it or it has revelation that has been rescinded and hazrat mirza gulam ahmed taught that uh, uh, jihad is a duty of every muslim but contrary to what other people say that jihad means that you take the sword and you run around cutting off the heads of uh, not muslims this is incorrect Mirza Ghulam Ahmad pointed to uh, the hadith of the Holy Prophet Muhammad who while returning from fighting said that the Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And then the Holy Prophet Muhammad went on to explain that jihad-e-akbar or the major jihad is jihad bin nafs. A jihad with your own soul, with your own inner feelings and desires, hatred and enmity and greed and jealousy and what have you. That is a 24-hour jihad that every Muslim should be conducting. So, and we should think seriously about these things so let us turn it's a long verse so as i say every time i won't recite the whole of the this verse but only <clears throat> um, the phrase that we are going to talk about <clears throat> أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَ لَا Oh, sorry. <coughs> we did, we've already done this. It's the next verse. Verse we are going to look at today is Fayat Fayat Ta'allamuna minhuma ma yufarrikuna bihi bainal mar'i wa zawji And they learn from these two sources that by which they make a distinction between a man and his wife. So today we are going to look at the first word, Fayyata Allamun, and Minhuma, and Ma, and Yufarrihun. So let us go to my notes on my computer so the <clears throat> first word it has three first expression it has uh, three parts far which means but and then the middle which is the word learn and then pronoun they Faya ta'allamuna. So fa means but. Ya ta'allamuna. Ya ta'allamu. Allam. That means learn. And then vanun means they. It's a. Triliteral root is Ain Lam Mim, and from these three letters, we find fourteen letters in the Holy Quran, and all of them together appear a total of eight hundred and fifty-four times in the Holy Quran. Three hundred and eighty-two times. We have the word Alima and 163 times we have the words Alim and 73 times Alameen and 49 times Aqatlam and 41 times Alama and 18 times Alim and 11 times Malum and the rest once, twice, etc. So, uh, <clears throat> if we look at the meaning of the uh, of the root 
then it means to get information about something. And as I explained previously as well, that you know you can uh, learn about uh, a thing either from its name or from its attributes. Name is the easy part. You know, you immediately know what someone is talking about. But if attributes are mentioned, then you have to uh, be given lots of attributes. You know that man, which man? Oh, you know, the person that we uh, uh, went to college with. Yes, I went to college with lots of people. Oh, you know, uh, the one with curly hair and, and so on. You know, the one who was very tall. There's an interesting, uh, a very important, well, not one, but a number of statements made by the uh, Holy Quran. The Holy Quran says, Chapter 6, verse 96. He taught you those things that you didn't know. <clears throat> and then elsewhere it says, Allama bil qalb. He taught you by the pen. And uh, what does God teach you? Are you Ali Muhammad Kitaba wal Hikmah? Chapter 3, verse 164. Now, you see, the interesting thing is, you, you know, why mention pen? Because if you think about it, this is what distinguishes us from other animals. It's not that other animals don't know things, but they don't have the means to be able to preserve what they know. So the result is that every single generation has to go through the same thing and relearn the same things. And that is why advancement can't take place. You know, human beings, I don't know, they live 70, 80 years now. I mean, previously they used to live 40, 50 years. Um, and there's a limited amount you can learn in that time. And if there, there is no means by which you can save it and preserve it and pass it on to the next generation, then the next generation is going to going to spend their time finding out exactly the same things. I mean, to give you an example, when I was at uh, university, I was doing physics, and in the third year they would give you a practical project that would take the whole year. So they'll give you a topic or a problem or whatever. 
And what was the first thing they would ask you to do? That was to go to the library and look in the books and scientific journals and see what work has already been done. So you'd say, okay, this is the problem that, that I'm working on. <clears throat> Can I find anyone else? And of course, in those days, there was no internet where you could go tabity tabity and the uh, results will pop out about who, who was or had done research on this. Um, so you had to go through books and indices and journals and so on and so forth and, and uh, it was not easy but you looked to try and find whether any scientist any university had done any work on what you were working on and if someone had done something you would look at that now, you see, the thing is, some people say, well, it didn't work, so that's a failure. No, it's not. It's not a failure because if it's preserved in writing, then the people who come after can read your work and say, ah, so he tried this and it didn't work, so I'm not going to waste my time trying that. I'll try something different. But that can only be done if your work is preserved in writing for the future generations to be able to consult it. And that is very, very important. You know, <clears throat> it seems sometimes some verses of the Holy Quran you know, people just sort of skip over them thinking, well, you know, with obvious common sense and so on and so forth. And, but just think about the great statement that the Holy Quran is making, and that is that if I haven't, hadn't given you a brain that allowed you to develop a method of preserving knowledge, you would not have advanced. And uh, another interesting thing, which uh, I mean, people criticize uh, the promised Messiah for saying that, uh, you know, God spoke to him and God revealed to him, uh, you know, uh, the unseen, etc. And that this makes him. Uh, this means that he was uh, claiming to be a prophet and so on and so forth. But Hazrat himself referred to this verse of the Holy Quran. This is chapter 72, verses 26 and 27. <laughs> Only he, that is Allah, knows the unseen and he does not reveal it to anyone 
accept a Rasul, a messenger that he chooses. Now, I will now read out <clears throat> what the author of Mufradat says about this. Having quoted this verse and its Urdu translation, he says, in this, in this verse, Allah is pointing out that Allah only gives his special knowledge to those who are included in his awliya. Now, awliya, this gentleman who is not an Ahmadi is saying, Aulia receive God's revelation. God tells them about unseen. Aulia are not prophets. And that's the whole point. Yes, God speaks to prophets. Messengers and prophets. Nabi and Rasul and tells them. Apart from giving them the law and the sharia. He gives them other information. But here, in Arabic, the word is Mir Rasul. But this gentleman says that this verse points to the fact that the Lord only gives his special knowledge that's knowledge of the unseen, to those people who are among the awliya, friends of God, those who are close to him. So that means that those who are not prophets can also receive revelation. And he then says that al-alimu with the word with which this verse starts, that that's referring to God, uh, etc. So you can see that Hazrasa based, it, says, it means, you know, someone from whom nothing is hidden. Like in another place, you know, uh, in the Holy Quran, chapter 69, verse 18, God says, La yakhfa minkum. So there's nothing about you that's hidden from you. But the point I'm making is that Hazrat Saab was not saying anything different to what Norehandi said. And even now in books and dictionaries, we find this. Okay, let's carry on. What's the next verse? The next word. Next word, minhuma. Well, it's an expression again. Uh, min is the preposition. 
and Huma is the pronoun and its English translation is from these two. So very simple next word is Ma which is really the yeah it's called a relative pronoun and the next word is yufarriqun and uh, its uh, triliteral root is fa ra qaf and with these three letters there are 14 different words that are made and in total we find them in the Holy Quran 72 times uh, 33 times as Fariq and then uh, 8 times as the Farraka and 5 times as Farak oh sorry 9 times as Farraku uh, seven times as Furqan um, and other occurrences are once or twice and so on. So there are two words which have almost the same meaning and uh, which is to divide or split. And one is Al-Farku, the word we are looking at now, and the other one is Wal-Falku. The Holy Quran says in uh, chapter 2 verse 50, Wa is Farakna Bikumul Bahar. And we split the river for you. So, and uh, Al Firku, chapter 26, verse 24, it means the part that separates. And from that is derived the word Firkatun, which is chapter nine, used in chapter 9, verse 122, once only. And that means a group of people. But for sunrise, both Farakun and Falak both are used. Uh, in chapter 26, verse 63, we have where the river was split and each part was like a mountain. And Farik, as I said, is... Uh, a group of people who were separated from uh, others. Now, you see, some people think that that means that there is no kind of difference of opinion amongst the Muslims. We must all believe the same thing about everything. 
but that is not what this word means because if there is no difference of opinion there is not going to be any research well let, let, let's say you have a society <clears throat> oh, let's take an example but the creation of the universe in science originally you had something like uh, called the steady state theory now let's not go into what the theory is now if no one had the right to disagree <clears throat> with the steady state theory how would science and so on develop some people did some experiments and they saw some results which could not be explained by the steady state theory so they scratched their heads and they said ah maybe there was a big bang and that is that you know the universe suddenly came into being now that explained the scientific results that they were getting so that could only happen if people could disagree the problem arises when people insist that everyone must believe in their conclusions i mean if there was to be no dis- disagreement then what about you know you had imam abu hanifa he gave one opinion on uh, something and imam malik gave another opinion and imam ahmed uh, gave another opinion how did these four schools of jurisprudence come into being if there was not you know if farak wasn't allowed what is not allowed is that you divide yourselves up and you start fighting each other and you start calling each other heretics and out of the fold of islam and start abusing each other and so on that is what's not allowed um you know people there are muslims who believe in um, the theory of evolution then there are others who start abusing them for believing in the theory of evolution why and they say well the quran says this and the quran says that well the other party says well yes I mean, you know the quran also says this and that and so on and so forth so you know it's what what quran forbids is the lack of tolerance which is ingrained in us to a degree that uh, you know we cannot tolerate any disagreement any difference of opinion nothing 
So with that I take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity under his protection and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.